Hello. What's up, everybody? It's Erin. And Nicole. This is Dude That's Fucked Up, the podcast. I wanted to do a mi- hello. Like a Mrs. Doubtfire hello. <laughs> hello. Uh, Why not? You Virginia Doubtfire. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I want to rewatch that movie. I know a lot of it does not hold up. Um, I mean, the whole premise is insane, but like, yeah, bless Robin Williams. Yeah, there's never gonna be another. No, you know? I know. Oh, mm. also, I was always so triggered by the beginning of that movie when he's like throwing the the party birthday party with all the with the animals. Catch. Yeah, the pet shop, like, inside, or the pet petting zoo inside and shit. I'm like, oh, and then she comes home and just absolutely loses it. I go, yeah, she's right. divorce. Yeah, yeah She's yeah. right. Sally she, Field is right. Yeah, the begin- this all makes <laughs> sense. But you're yeah. so upset because you love Robin Williams, and you're like, why is he doing this? Like, I remember watching it being like, no. Oh, yeah. Why can't he, like, be good? Why can't he just be an adult? Yeah. <laughs> As a child, I thought that too. I was like, "Why is he?" It stressed me the fuck out. I'm like, no, I, know. I know he's I know. not going to be the one to clean this up. <laughs> well, it's funny because my dad is like, uh, you know, he's like a fun. He's like, he's a Disney dad, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, yeah, my dad was that too. You know, yeah. mom, my mom was like the uh, authority, and my dad was like, "Let's get Slurpees," you yeah. know. It's just like <laughs> my dad like never did a dish. Like, never – my dad did the dad stuff growing up. You know, like, took out the trash or, like – Yeah, a lot – very gendered roles. My dad yeah. did uh, – my dad did dishes and stuff. Oh, he we co- did the dishes, and, to be fair. And he'd cook every now and then. Uh, my dad but, didn't cook. My dad barbecued. Yeah. Yeah. My dad made – my dad always made – we had my dad always had his spaghetti night and – like he'd do it, it was it was always like, Oh dad, you know, when he Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do the Mr. Mom stuff, but it was just yeah. like Ooh, also know. a great movie. Yeah, a great movie. Yeah. Uh I we, guess we grew up in the eighties and nineties. Okay, yeah, guys. yeah. So it this was the thing. I mean, to mm-hmm. be fair, my dad commuted like two hours e- each way mm-hmm. to work and stuff and like wasn't home to do anything. But my dad had to like go to work during the Watts riot. So Oh like, God. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. And you're just like, oh, um, mm-hmm. so that's, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. But, but to be also fair, my dad was not making crazy messes Mm-mm. anywhere or like my dad wasn't the Mrs. Doubtfire Disney dad where it's like, no. we're going to go like have ice cream for dinner and then not do our homework and like drop out of school or whatever. You know, like where where the then the mom's like totally exasperated. It was like yeah. normal, normal stuff where. Yeah. My dad's just like. You know, like we're we're all watching TV while my mom's cooking dinner or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, it was like, uh, mom's gonna go, uh, like have a ladies' night. Gonna go play bunko yeah. with her friends. Yeah, and uh, and, and uh, it's it's uh, me and Brett and Dad for yeah. you know the night, and he'd like let us watch like the leprechaun and there'd be like titties and he'd be like oh whoops I didn't know that was a thing and it was just like so I saw like my first fake titties when I was like probably like eight years old so yeah. you know and you're like oh and I watched this? the leprechaun when I was like eight years old yeah like, so 
I'm the leprechaun. <laughs> my my dad probably watched us like three times without, my, you know, we'd have a babysitter mm-hmm. or I would babysit eventually. But like, I do remember my dad taking us to Burger King and going through the drive through. And then like my dad never had like a bank card. Mm, like my dad never cash. Had, yeah. And like he didn't have enough cash for the drive through mm-hmm. at Burger King to buy us dinner. And we were like, dad. And then we had to go fucking back to Blue Jay while he's like, can you hold this here? And he was all pissed, you know. And then he, we like went to the ATM. He had to use his old ass ATM card. And this was like when debit cards were a thing. So it was like, why didn't he have one? I don't know. And then we went back and it was all cold and we were all like pissed. Yeah. And then, of course, the second my mom walks in the door, we're like, dad took us to Burger King and he didn't have enough money. Yeah. Just totally tattling on your dad. Dude, my dad <laughs> frequently ran out of gas with me in the car. Yes. Yeah, that's <laughs> And yeah, he'd, my dad he'd always be like swerving on the road, like trying to shake the gas tank. I think he was like fucking with me like a lot of the time. But like there was a couple oh times where he's like, God. all right, Aaron, I have to get out and push the car. <laughs> Just steer up to the side here. And then I'd tell my mom, I'd be like, yeah. Mom, the dad ran out of gas her. and I had to steer the car into the gas station. And she'd be like, God <laughs> damn it, Eddie. <laughs> Israel, Israel. Oh, my ah. God. Uh, yeah, that's our gen. That's the generation of our youths. Yeah. It's- and. I mean, kids are going to tell on you no matter what. Like, I almost, I didn't run out of gas at all. Like, the gas light came on, and I was like, oh, shoot, I have to get gas when I was picking Jack up from school the other day. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh, I'm going to run out of gas. But I was like, not really going to run out of gas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had, like, 30 miles came on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's like, oh, my God, you're going to run out of gas. Oh, no, what are we? And I'm like, there's, like, a million gas. I'm going to get gas. I'm in control. I'm in charge. Yeah. Yeah. And so I got gas, and then we, like, got home and, he was like, Daddy, mommy almost ran out of gas. <laughs> Fucker. Yeah. So shut the fuck up. It's it's all coming back. It's all coming full circle. Yep. But what a treat. Like, I don't know if I've talked about this before, but my uh the ver- my very first day of school on the mountain was first grade. Uh-huh. And we were moving up onto the mountain. We hadn't moved mm. yet. My brother was just my brother was just born like that mm. July. So, mm. you know, he was a tiny, tiny baby. And so my mom stayed with him and my dad and I went up and we spent the night at the Saddleback Inn. Oh, my God. Yeah. The night before my first day of school. And Aww. for dinner, we went to Seven <laughs> Eleven. <laughs> Got a hot dog. Yeah. He let me pick out all the things I wanted. I made like chili nachos, you know, and I like had Cheetos and like candy. And we just sat on the bed watching TV, like eating this horrible dinner. And then yeah, day, have diarrhea for your first day of school. <laughs> my first day of first grade. <laughs> They're all, why does this kid smell like chili cheese nachos in 7 Eleven? Like, I'm honey, all, you smell like hair. old onions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, it was great. I ha- I can like see myself in that room watching aww. the Yeah, it was really cute. It was very special. Aww, but it was such like a What a thing. great memory. What a it's what great. a Mrs. It's great. Mrs. Doubtfire memory. It's a Mrs. Doubtfire memory <laughs> that n- didn't harm anyone and was not the reason mm-hmm. my parents later got divorced much much no. much later. <laughs> 
Those were. Oh my god. I'm still unclear, honestly. But <laughs> no. Yeah, my I'm sure my that parents was part are. Of it. My parents are. They played through the pain. Let me tell you. I yeah. think there was some pain. So yeah, they made it. They made it. They made it to the other side. Um, oh my god! And they just got back from a beautiful vacation, and I'm so uh, jealous. They a went sexy, to sexy, beautiful vacation. Yeah, they went to Tahiti, and I'm like, damn, dude. I, I feel like, but also they are flying aclo- across the like Pacific Ocean, so yeah, that's, that's scary. You're just it over water. Yeah. Also, you're not gonna want to take a plane anywhere after today's episode. <laughs> no, let us segue into today's episode with that. Um. Yeah, I'm like, dude, I wanna, I wanna take a nice, sexy vacation, but like, you have to get on a flight somewhere if you want to go on a sexy vacation these days. Mm. And um, I read about this topic today, and I was like, wow, this is a lot. Um, it's, <laughs> oh, it's the trauma. It's, it has everything. Oh this- my god. A topic has everything. Truly, it has su- It has su- It has cockpits. It has suction. It has. <laughs> it has flight a attendants raw- on their knees. It has a raw dogging flying experience. <laughs> um. Okay, you guys. Are, today we're talking about um the British Airways flight. Uh, shit, I don't remember the flight number. 5390. 5390. I almost said mm-hmm. 5930. 5390. Year of our Lord. Year of our Lord. Um, <laughs> we're talking about British Airways 5390. Uh, it was a flight that had some problems. Um, <laughs> um, one major large problem. Big time problem. Um, yeah. we're gonna, we're just gonna get into it. Yeah. Um, so on June 10th, 1990, a British Airways flight. Uh, 5390 suddenly and explosively lost cabin pressure in the cockpit due to a goddamn windscreen panel popping off. Oh, like just a full window in the cockpit. Bam. Gone. Window just opened. (laughs) You're not supposed to open a window when you're really high up in the air. I don't know if you know this, but they uh, didn't have they didn't have those little stickers like hotels have that says mm. do not open this window. They didn't have the sticker. That's that must it. have been it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The the sudden loss of a whole ass window in the very front <laughs> of the plane caused the captain to be partially sucked out of the plane and it sent the plane into a sudden nosedive, as you mm. can imagine. Mm. Um, dear listener, <laughs> what if we told you that not only everyone on board this flight survived <gasps> But additionally, the poor captain, Timothy Lancaster, 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 despite his body hanging out more than halfway out of a fucking airplane, commercial airliner going nearly 400 miles per hour at an altitude of over 17,000 feet, miraculously survived with shockingly fairly minor injuries, like relatively speaking. I feel like hanging out of the plane isn't fair. He was like pancaked out of it. Like he was like fucking bug on a windshield. Like, uh, no, that's like there's he's there's not a, like hanging out of it. He's like forcefully being like, uh, pushed in pushed it. up against the, yeah. the, the the you know, the nose of the plane. Yeah. 
Oh my god. I'm <sighs> so glad we're getting this out there now because listen, w- similar to the episode we did about with the with the bear that we talked about getting pushed off the fucking falls. Uh that was that Niagara Falls or the Genesee mm-hmm. Falls? Okay, Niagara Falls. Genesee Falls. Oh, Genesee Falls. Okay. Well, Sam Patch pushed his, you know, pet bear. Um we said right away Monster. The bear was fine. Nobody needs to stress about it. You know what? And like we're not a suspense building podcast. We are not trying to edge you closer no. to trauma. You know, we're not. We're just telling, hanging out here. Yeah, we're just hanging out. So again, everything we're, we're talking about are our, our Mrs. Doubtfire. Like, yeah. yeah. Moments with our dads. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. Like this. Then we happen to talk time. about a, a, a air air disaster. Yeah. So like, how do we how, how did we go from that to this? Well, <laughs> We're well, hanging out. Yeah, okay. yeah, we're hanging out. We just and like this is the perfect scenario because this is a fucked up thing that happened, but everyone survives, so we get to make fun of it as much as we want because mm. there's nothing, nothing bad happened. I mean, it happened. I mean, well, bad something. stuff happened, but you know, <laughs> all things considered, it all could have been considered. way worse. It could have been really bad. <laughs> the um, understatement of the year. <laughs> yeah. So we're just like letting you know yeah. everybody survives. Yeah. But can you fucking imagine? Um, yeah. Everyone survives. Thank, yeah. Thanks to the quick and selfless, selfless action of a flight attendant and the co-pilot. Uh, his nerve, his fucking. I don't know how this man walks down the street because his balls are made of. <laughs> I don't know. They're just massive. Um, oh, my God. It's funny because I watched a YouTube video and down in the comments, someone wrote, I'm surprised this plane even got off the ground with all the balls on that plane. I was like, I'm oh. saying I'm <laughs> saying like these people just the ner- the nerves of steel under yeah. pressure, pun intended. Mm-hmm. Thanks to all these all these, uh, th- you know, the, the flight crew, the co-pilot, everyone on board made it back to the ground safely. Yeah. And. When I say I was sweating when I was oh. reading the account of this story, it's insane. Okay, so here we let's let's get into it. Okay, good because I didn't even like read the exact details because I was leaving this for you. I'm I had into to. The, no, I'm glad you did because now I get to live. I'm like a I'm like a listener of the pod right now. I'm I'm yeah. gonna learn moment by moment. Okay, exactly I I read this. I read the accounting several times. Different. Okay you know, various sources. Yeah. Um, as well as the first person uh, accounting of it um, and watched reenactments and stuff. So I feel like I oh was fucking there almost. Okay. okay great. I'm going <laughs> to kick back, drink, kick drink back, this, relax, drink my um, gimlet out of my little goblet that I what made. What a gorge. Uh, bitch, <gasps> I made this. Oh, oh what? My- it has like... Oh I love that glaze. Oh my god, it's so gorgeous. Like it's, blue and pink. It's so yeah. beautiful. Thank you. You guys, if you Oh my god. Do yourselves a favor and go on to YouTube right now and watch <laughs> us because you got to see subscribe. this and subscribe. Look at this. Holy shit. I know. It's uh, little, but it's cool. A Nicole Mackey original. OMG. Seth Rogen, eat your heart out with your little <laughs> ceramic situation. Okay. Um. Uh, I love it. All right. Let's see. Let's get into this. Okay. The morning of Sunday, June 10th, 1990, was, of course, as most disaster movies start, like very cliche, beautiful and calm at oh. the Birmingham airport. Mm. That's where we setting we're setting the Birmingham, Birmingham. Mm-hmm. the Birmingham airport. 
Um, British Airways flight 5390 was scheduled to depart to Birmingham at 7.30 a.m. And it was headed for Malaga Airport in Spain. Oh. Malaga. Mm. Malaga? Malaga. Um, so <laughs> people people are getting on this flight to go on vacation. This is the beginning of summer. Yeah. It's June. Everybody's like, we're going to, you know, yeah. Malaga and getting fun in the it. sun. Fun Fra- in the we're, sun. Going we're going to gonna drag our pacey asses from Birmingham. Birmingham. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like a short flight, a hop, skip and a jump to, you know, greener pastures. Yeah. So a crew of four flight attendants uh, for nearly a three quarter filled flight of 81 passengers. Like I said, mostly on their way for vacay. So very chill, very relaxed mm-hmm. flight. You know how it is when you get on yeah. one of those flights oh. where everybody's going to Cabo or, or Vegas or Hawaii. Yeah. Everybody's psyched. They're ready to oh, go yeah. on vacation, chilled out, getting ordering extra cocktails in the morning. They don't care. Yeah, it's you can still mode. you can still smoke on flights at this point in time. I think in the nineties. Yeah. yeah, in in <gasps> on British Airways. Yeah. Oh my god. Like, oh yeah, like, like international darling. flight, babe. Yeah, we're we're posh, babe. We're posh, babes. We're from Birmingham. We're going to Malaga. <laughs> going to Malaga. You guys ready? Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Um, so everybody's ready. They're on vacay. Um, Captain Tim Lancaster and all four of the flight attendants, Simon Rogers, John Heward, Sue Prince, and Nigel Ogden. They'd Sue all Prince. worked. What a name. Sue Prince. Sue Prince. What a name. Yeah. They, uh, they'd all worked together on many flights uh, on and off throughout the years. Mm. And the only member of the crew new to them was the co-pilot, Alistair Atchison. Mm. Um, I'm loving all the alliteration here. Yes, love. I love an alliterative name. Mm, great. Mm-hmm. Um, this this uh, plane, the aircraft, was a, a 43-ton BAC-111, which was known as the Jeep of the Skies because oh. it was a workhorse. Very versatile, very reliable, and very easy to maintain. I love that. Yeah. Um, the, it's, you know, a very British plane. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Very practical. It'll get the job done. It'll get the job done with a (laughs) stiff upper lip. (laughs) Uh, The flight though was a little delayed, uh, but they finally took off and they're reaching their cruising altitude of 23,000 feet. They're heading out. The crew is wrapping up the safety presentation and they're about to start the food service. So around 15 minutes into the flight, Nigel Ogden, one of the flight attendants, walks into the uh, flight deck, into the cockpit to see if the captain and co-pilot want any tea. He's chatting them up. He's like, y'all want any tea? And they're like, yeah, "Yeah, sure. And as he turns to leave and he opens the door to the flight deck, there's a loud bang and the cabin fills with fog momentarily. The plane rapidly decompressed and the windscreen is gone. And the pilot, this is all happening simultaneously, and the pilot was sucked partially out of the window, and the plane began to plummet. All all happened. Boom, 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 boom. When you Loud say bang. windscreen, you mean like the windshield. The windshield, the, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like the giant I'm using, windshield. I'm using the British uh, oh, okay, okay. term, since this Got is it. British Airways. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So this is from Nigel Ogden's account of the incident um, as okay. it happened. Um, oh my he God. says, who's quote, he again? The, the flight attendant that was he's, in there. Yeah. He's the, 
Okay. Nigel Ogden is a flight attendant who went to go ask the pilot and the co-pilot, or the captain and the co-pilot if they needed anything. Roger that. Roger that. <laughs> 10-4. <Ten> um, <laughs> so Nigel says, uh, quote, I whipped around and saw the front windscreen had disappeared and Tim, the pilot, was going out through it. He'd been sucked out of his seatbelt and all I could see were his legs. I jumped over the control column and grabbed him around the waist to avoid him going out completely. His shirt had been pulled off his back and his body was bent upwards, doubled over around the top of the aircraft. His legs were jammed forward, disconnecting the autopilot and the flight door was resting on the controls, sending the plane hurtling down at nearly 650 kilometers per hour, which is 403 miles per hour, (gasps) through some of the most congested skies in the world. Oh, my God. So so not only did he get sucked out when the windshield got sucked off or whatever. Got sucked sucked off. Sucking it off. Oh my god! Um, so the door to the cockpit was ripped yeah. off and then jammed like it like fell in it and then slammed jammed. into yeah. So oh when my god. when uh so when uh the captain went out started getting sucked out of the plane yeah. out of the front of the plane, his he his body pushed onto the the throttle. Yeah. And made it go faster and turn the the uh, the autopilot off at the same time. And the door like the the flight attendant had the doorknob in his hand and he said it just yeah. ripped out of his hand and <gasps> oh it, my God. it got caught on the on the control panel. So oh. everything is blocked. The pilot's going out of the window. He's mm-hmm. like, oh, shit. And he just yeah. like instinctually goes to grab the pilot as mm-hmm. he sees all this happening. The whole thing just was complete chaos um ogden continues in his account he says everything was being sucked out of the aircraft even an oxygen bottle that had been bolted down went flying and nearly knocked my head off (gasps) i was holding on for grim death but i could feel myself being sucked out too john who's another one of the flight attendants rushed in behind me and saw me disappearing so he grabbed my trouser belt to stop me slipping further (gasps) then wrapped the captain's shoulder strap around me Luckily, Alistair, the co-pilot, who was still wearing his safety harness from takeoff, otherwise he would have gone too. Oh. Can you even fucking imagine? So they're uh, on takeoff, the pilots have a harness that goes over their shoulders and then yeah. buckles into their lap belt. It's not just a lap belt. Pilots have like a right. whole fucking yeah, five-point yeah, yeah. harness that they wear. Um be- I'm assuming because of incidences like this, but um, the captain had taken his off like a few minutes into their ascent. Um, Uh, But the the co-pilot got sucked out. Yeah, the captain that got Uh, sucked out. Um, But the co-pilot had just kept his on, I think, because he was like doing a majority of the work on the ascent. So um, he like didn't have time to take out. I don't know. Or that was just their routine. So yeah, he just. This is why they say wear your seatbelt even when you remain seated. You don't need to take that shit off. If you're I going am, pee, go pee, come back, put it back on. I have been in too many on too many flights where there's been sudden turbulence where you just yeah. are like, I would have just flown out of my goddamn seat if I wouldn't have had my seatbelt on. I'm not looking to get my ass like thrown up, tossed around like a fucking rag doll. Okay. 
Dude, that's how fucking Billy Mays died, dude. Like he <gasps> hit, they really? hit turbulent air, and I think he hit his head really hard on the like cabin. I think maybe he was Shit. in drugs also, but I think oh, that yeah. was like it gave him a concussion, and then things went sideways. Mm, okay, I'm pretty well. sure. I-, I might have to fact check that, but yeah. <laughs> No, I, he like was in a, on a plane and hit turbulence, didn't have a seatbelt on, and like hit his head really hard and Holy just right. Shit. Yeah, Ugh. and then he died so like sad. the next day. Yeah, that's insane. Yeah, um, fucking crazy. Uh, so those first few minutes though of everything happening with oh, from the moment the the windshield popped off. To yeah. and the captain gets sucked off. In the cap- yeah, the captain getting sucked out. <laughs> <laughs> just absolute chaos uh mm. the flight deck door was like we said was blown inward onto the control console mm-hmm. blocking the throttle control and causing the aircraft to actually gain speed as it descended oh, oh oh my god it basically like hit the accelerator it yeah the door wedged onto the gas pedal of the yes. plane and fucking it's like in final destination two. Oh! No. Or three maybe where I don't they're those. by the logging truck and the water bottle gets stuck underneath the brake. Yeah. And yeah. And they can't. Yeah. Oh. It's like it's like that. I don't know. My mom always said don't drive with loose stuff around the car that could roll under the brake. She watched the brake. Destination. No, it was before that even. Oh, like <laughs> she. Yeah, well, but this is that's why Final Destination is so creepy because it's like things you think of, actually think about. Mm hmm. I'm very like scared of case scenario. so many things. Yeah, me too. Oh my god, I should, um, I should start a list and make Final Destination twelve or whatever the next one is. Thank you so much, Final Destination, for making me paranoid. Um, <laughs> but so the it, the the plane is rapidly like nose diving, basically, yeah. um, and all kinds of shit is just getting sucked out of the cockpit. Not just the captain, but right documents, checklists. Um, all mail. kinds of debris from the passenger cabin like just there's no door yeah. on the cabin anymore so everything inside of the entire plane is just like coming out of the front the of horror. it um the, and the people can see in there people can see they, there's like, no door yeah there's no door if you're in the if you're in an aisle seat you can yeah. see the the plane <gasps> crashing basically you could see just a butt and then like <laughs> you could see, <laughs> see a butt the and like ca- the pants like whipping really fast yeah you like- see this you see this poor man's loose skin just flapping up against the fucking windshield like it is horrifying and you see, and, the, the, and you flight see the flight attendant like holding on for dear yeah. life and then another flight attendant holding on him and you're like what in the fuck we're dying um yeah you're so- like is that Cap- is the captain getting his salad tossed by like someone behind him? Because it's just like legs and butt, you know. Uh, but it- something oh, has gone horribly windy. wrong. <laughs> Why is it so windy up there? Yeah. So you, you, the passengers just see all of this going down. It's just so crazy. Um, also, on top of that, the plane uh, again. This is like a. a a jeep of the skies so there's no oxygen masks (laughs) um so when the plane lost cabin pressure uh as it was rapidly descending um everybody's like gasping for breath because they're at out they're at like seventeen thousand feet they're like two miles up in the sky like it's fucked up um and they didn't have masks or they didn't have enough oxygen both you need oh. 
at that at that altitude, the air is extremely thin. Um, no, but like, but there's like, was no there oxygen not- masks. They didn't pop oh. the oxygen masks oh, didn't didn't. pop down. Oh, because there's there was none. Um, <gasps> what? Yeah, because this is the Jeep of the skies. It's very, it's very basic. It's very Spartan. It's very. Um, what do they even talk about in the safety demonstration then on this fucking plane? They're you like know, fucking uh, seatbelts and the exits and flotation yeah, devices. You, they're like, do oh, I doubt they even had those. They're like, uh, this is our safety presentation for today. Um, <laughs> there's a roll bar above your head. Um, if we, you know, like, uh. <laughs> Do, do you all know how a seatbelt works? Doesn't matter. They don't have, we don't have seatbelts on this plane, so. I mean, that's probably why the windshield came off, because if it's a Jeep, then you know you can just. You it's pop the, that the, shit off. You pop the top off, you know. Yeah, we're going topless. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Well, so, the, the pilot, the, the co-pilot did have an oxygen mask. And yes. he, knew, he knew the rule. He was like, put this on before you help others. He w- he knew he wasn't going to share it. He's like, if I'm going to land this plane, I need air going to. My he brain. needed he needed the <laughs> absolute most uh, like yeah. anything he could have working for him. He yeah. was taking it. So, yeah, the the plane's not equipped for oxygen on everybody aboard. So the co-pilot Atchison began a rapid emergency descent to reach an altitude with sufficient air pressure. So oh. that. The fact that this man had the wherewithal to to do, do, that, do that, yeah, like crazy. Great. Uh, then make this man president. I just want to say that. True. I, anybody I who could perform like this and under pressure is like. Is be I'm sorry. Above and beyond. You, I'm sorry. You were in a shitty situation, and you made decision after decision that would like ultimately make this scenario end favorably. Yes. Sure. Sure. Be my leader. Well. <laughs> We don't know what his well, politics are. Yeah, he might be actually a real piece of shit, but yeah. who's to say? Oh. Or maybe I don't know. he's dead. I don't know. No, this guy, he was, he was he's a, alive. Is he? I think he's alive. He's a stand-up oh, guy. Okay. Once he got it to an altitude that, you know, everybody could breathe again, sort yeah. of, he re-engaged the autopilot. They, they pulled that fucking door off. They, like, got every everything as as much as they could they like cleared out cleared the decks um as all this was happening somehow and he re-engaged the autopilot and broadcast a distress call he was trying to broadcast a distress call to Mm. air traffic control but he was unable to hear the response from air traffic control because the wind noise was so intense because there's they're missing a fucking windshield um and they're going how many miles per hour uh like 400 miles per hour yeah, if not faster, not. because he was trying to go as fast as he can. Like, you know, when you're uh, he's dive bombing basically through insane oh amounts of air traffic there. <sighs> this is the airspace is just packed with airplanes. Yeah. So he was like, the faster I go, the better a ch- chance I have to, you know, a avoid a midair collision basically yeah, is yeah, his yeah, thought. Yeah. Oh. Um and get to an altitude where there's not as many planes. So the plane went down spiral spiraling down at eighty feet per second oh uh God. before he could get the autopilot and the radio like engaged. Oh um eventually Atchison was able to hear the clearance from air traffic control to make an emergency landing at Southampton Airport. Mm. Um and yeah, 
as he's like trying to make contact with air traffic control, the other flight attendants were trying to keep their grip on the captain. This man is still oh. hanging out of the fucking airplane. Um, Simon Rogers, one of the uh, flight attendants, took over holding the captain when Ogden uh, became too exhausted from holding on to him. Mm. So he was relieved um, after a few minutes. And uh, Simon Rogers strapped himself into the third pilot seat and hooked Captain Tim's feet over the back of the captain's seat and held on to his ankles. Genius. Um, Yeah. So they were able to like get a good grip on him. Yeah. And uh, while Atchison was still working on getting control of the, of the diving plane down, getting it to like a proper altitude uh, and getting, he got it down to 11,000 feet in two minutes and then got the speed down to 186 miles per hour from 400 miles per hour. So a market improvement, but still absolutely fucking chaos. Um, And so, uh, again, from Ogden's account, um, by now, Alistair, the co-pilot, was talking to air traffic control who were taking him through the landing at Southampton Airport. All pilot training is done on the basis of two pilots, one to fly and one to do the emergency drill. But Alistair was alone with a crew he didn't know and relying on memory. Okay, so... All the other crew had been working together, together. for years. Yeah. But the co-pilot, Alistair, he had never worked with any of the crew before. So he didn't know, like, who... You know what I mean? He's just, yeah, like... Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, he's all, all, all alone, kind of, um, mm-hmm. doing this. Um, and he's relying on memory, uh, back to Ogden's account, because all the manuals and charts had blown away. He... Uh, Ask, I don't know how you're going to be thumbing through a fucking yeah. flight we're going path. Down, like, yeah. Get out the flight Bible or whatever. Yeah. It's like, we're not, we don't <laughs> no. have time for that. No. You have to rely on memory. Yeah. So he, uh, he was, he asked the run for a runway of 2,500 meters because he was worried, like he needed a longer, uh, landing strip because yeah. he was, af- the, he was afraid the plane was really heavy because they had just started their flight. Like they were 15 minutes into their flight. And so there, oh, he was worried there was a lot of fuel on the, on the plane and he was worried it was too heavy to land. So suddenly, um, he was, uh, he was worried a tire would burst or it would go off the runway, but all that Southampton could, could offer was the 1800 meter, uh, landing strip. <gasps> so while the other flight attendants were trying desperately why that's what they had like they're like he's like can i get 2500 feet they're like or whatever best we could do is 1800 they're like um (laughs) that's a little long for us best we can do i yeah that's weird there must be like it must be it was an emergency they wanted him down as soon as possible and also like maybe there was other planes already like on the runway getting ready to take off or whatever like maybe that's all they had to offer him in that moment yeah, Dang. beggars can't be choosy. I, I no. mean, so mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so while the other flight attendants were trying desperately to keep the captain inside of the plane to some sort of, mm-hmm. or or at least holding on to him, keep him uh, ass in. Yeah, <laughs> Sue Prince, the the uh, lady flight attendant, mm-hmm. was doing her best to reassure the passengers while also telling them to assume the brace position for a crash landing. Like, oh my God. meanwhile, there's an entire fucking load of passengers in the, in the, yeah, ca- yeah. in the, in the, you know, in the plane. Yeah. And she's running around trying to help everybody get their seatbelts on. And, and 
you know, being like, Bless. it's okay. Just keep, sit down. It's, you know, we're going to be okay. Like trying to keep Stiff him up calm. Her lip. Stiff yeah. up her lip. Um, and she's incredibly like they're somehow everybody's listening. I mean, what are you going to do in this situation? Okay, um, Sue Prince, the name, sounds like a Righteous Gemstones type character <laughs> who's like the heiress of a Mary Kay type fortune. Mm. Like, I'm Sue Prince of Co- Prince Cosmetics mm-hmm, or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like Cosmetics for Jesus. Yeah. And then, yeah, it's Sue Prince. <laughs> Prince Jesus, the King of Kings. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then so, you know... At, they're still going down. It's like all in all, this takes about 20 minutes from the the windshield disappearing and till they land to yeah. happen. But 20 minutes is a very long time to be dealing with. <laughs> Longest 20 shit. minutes of a couple people's lives, namely the Absolute. captain that's ass in. You know what yeah, I mean? Truly. Um, uh, so at this point, though, the captain had kind of hooked around like his body had kind of like swung to the side yeah, like slowly like it slowly like was he was like you know yeah this. he was like straight up and down hanging mm-hmm. out and then he's starting to kind of like go to the go a little sideways listing. yeah he's, he's listening listing. to the side but when that happened he started like hitting the side of the plane and his face was like <gasps> smacking on the window of the cock on the side window oh. of the cockpit the, this man just I, like oh my can, god i can't even imagine i can't you not know not even for him the people that are sitting in there watching his face just slap against the window and you're like oh my god dead. this man is dead they yeah. literally they were like he's dead yeah i'm holding there's a dead no man. way yeah. were, but they didn't want to let him go because they're afraid if they let him go his body would get sucked into an engine into the engine it would yeah or it would hit the wing and it would yeah. cause more catastrophic damage to the plane. Like, for sure. To the point where they couldn't land or they were just fucked. Or, yeah, they're dead. Yeah. Um, this poor man is flopping around like a goddamn inflatable Halloween decoration in the wind. Oh, oh no. Or like one of those inflatable car, you oh, know, my things. God. This poor it, man. Oh, this my God. It's man. giving haunted horror fun house. Uh, the blood splatter from his face, like hitting the windshield, is peak Halloween. It's so bad. It's so bad. Oh, my God. There's pictures, too, by the way. We should just say, like, there is a picture of, like, when they landed, and he's mm-hmm. like. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fucked it's up. So fucked up. Oh, poor guy. So and there's blood. There's blood. And there's blood. And uh, remember, every like the people in the plane can oh, see right. all of this happening. Yeah. <laughs> and I, uh, you know, I, I how you fly again after this is uh, after experiencing something like this is I, I don't even know how how you do. I, yeah. Um. Okay. So they're they get their landing strip. They're ready. They're gonna land. Um. Yeah, the co-pilot is. I've I've ran <laughs> I I've read the the like um the transcript of the co-pilot talking to Arab traffic control and there's oh. he's still so unfailingly polite like so british like saying please and thank you still what not a like, decent human see not like, president yeah not like I'm motherfucker I'm landing this plane yeah. I don't give a shit y'all better get a goddamn <laughs> runway ready for me cuz this shit is we're coming in hot 
<laughs> I'm taking what? How many? How many uh, things did he want? They're like, you get eighteen hundred. He's like, no, I'm taking all twenty five hundred meters, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in the words of Ogden, again from his personal account, quote. But in spite of everything, Alistair did the most amazing landing, what we call a greaser, completely smooth and stopping the aircraft only three quarters of the way down the runway. There wasn't <gasps> He even... didn't even need all 1800. No, he was like, watch bitch, this. Bitch, he's a pro. He's a he's pro. all 1800? Mm, okay. <laughs> I'll give you 12. Yeah. He he just crushed. Yeah. Uh, Ogden said there wasn't any even any need to use the emergency chutes. We got all the passengers down the steps in an orderly fashion, although I did have to shout at a couple people who were trying to get their handbags from the lockers. Oh, no. There's a man dying on our windshield. Please get out. Gertrude, get the fuck <laughs> off the plane. The whole time from... <laughs> oh, my God. They didn't even uh, have cell phones at this point. Like, No, this is 1990. Yeah. This your, is, this your traveler's checks can wait, Magda. Yeah. Get off. Yeah. Uh, the whole time from the explosion to the landing had been 18 minutes, but it <gasps> seemed like hours. Oh, my God. Absolutely wild. So they, they made it. They made it to the ground. Oh, my God. That's insane. Mm. Okay. Well, we got to talk about Captain Timothy Lancaster because mm. obviously that's not the end of his story. Everybody he survived. Else, Everybody he survived. was fine. He survived. Everybody, yeah. Everybody was fine. There wasn't even other. Oh, no. I think um, the um, flight attendant who was holding him like sprained her wrist yeah. or something like. Yeah. There was like a minor injuries just from like. Yeah. Trying like the. the the excitement yeah. to save him, you know, and like yeah. doing everything they could. Um, but Timothy Lancaster, the captain, suffered uh, a fractured elbow, a touch mm. of frostbite and nothing else, essentially. Like he had a fractured elbow. He had some frostbite. He had no other broken bones. His his face, I guess, was like a little bloodied, you know. Yeah. But, bruised. Like, he was bruised yeah, and bloodied. He was bruised. Uh, uh, but that's I mean, like. Uh, ultimately unscathed except for like the experience of the most traumatic moment of his life yeah i feel like if we could remember our own births it's a it's akin to what this man went through you know what i mean like that that like the pressure i mean think about a car accident you've been in like a really bad car accident i mean i was i was in a pretty bad boat accident and i was bruised head to toe Mm. and i had a sprained ankle and it wasn't even anything nearly close to what this was yeah you know yeah like I, like I can't even like I can't. you're going 400 miles per hour 17,000 feet up in the air and you don't and I mean the fact that he had frostbite just oh is God. a is a testament to how fucking intense it was but also that nothing else happened I mean god I know. damn it Holy I shit. won't even have my window down on the freeway no, I know. You roll your window like too much I wind. I won't even have my window down if the speed limit where I'm at is like higher than 30. <laughs> it gets too much. It's too loud. It's too windy. I can't hear my podcast <laughs> that I'm listening to. Yeah. I'm like, oh, oh, we're, oh, this is a 50 mile per hour zone. We're on like a stretch of highway or whatever. I go, windows up. 
So mm. this man, you know, obviously, and mm. he didn't have a choice to be fair, but you know, um, okay. But I do want to say that Timothy's recollection of the incident is minimal. He didn't remember thank being God. conscious during those 20 minutes. Yeah. Thank God. Like I wouldn't want to remember that, you know, like that is the only thing he remembered was the very first like moments of him getting sucked out. He felt the, that it was difficult to breathe and he just told himself keep breathing oh my god yeah but he fully like blacked out he probably or, yeah because yeah. he had minimal yeah. oxygen and like you're right like the trauma of yeah because you're not you know or are you getting a too much oxygen no because the height Mm-mm. But Mm-mm. the speed at which it's entering your nose, it's like a CPAP machine. Like, it's forcing its way into your brain. I don't even know if, if like, it's sucking the, the – have you ever been, like, you know, in a wind tunnel or something where it's, like, you can't oh, catch your yeah. breath because yeah. it's, like, you know. It's just too much. <sighs> it's yeah. too much, yeah. Um, He did say, too, that he tried right when it was happening, like, probably – before he reminded himself to keep breathing he was like tr- shouting like he was like mm. shouting to the crew like uh, they know what's going on like, like i'm outside the plane <laughs> you go like bitch we know we're <laughs> can you help me <laughs> help <laughs> captain we're aware that you're outside the plane <laughs> Your ass is in my face and you've dislocated my shoulder you know yeah, yeah. um yeah, so that's really all he remembers. Uh, and so there's not, like, you know, not too much outside of everybody's, like, you know, his injuries and, like, everybody's trauma. But, like, this was the worst that happened. And once everyone was ruled to be okay, and this wasn't the PR, PR nightmare that, like, British Airways probably assumed it was going to be when they, like, the when the plane pulled up and the captains, like, splattered on the outside of the front. You know, like, they're like, oh, fuck. We're going to have to deal with this. But they were like, no, everyone's fine. And they're like, oh, cool. Well, I guess we better figure out what the fuck happened. So they started an investigation and they found initially that according to maintenance logs, the captain facing windshield. So like there are multiple windshields on the outside of the plane. This was the very front one, Mm -hmm. like the one that spans across the captain's seats. Mm -hmm. Um, It had been noted as needing a replacement in the maintenance log. And I'm not sure how urgent it it was. Like, I think it was one of those things where like, hey, we need to replace this soon. I don't know if it was like super urgent. I, I I'm not sure, but um, the about 27 hours prior to this flight, the maintenance crew saw this note that was on like the night duty, and they're like, okay, like we'll take care of this tonight. It's this plane's gonna be leaving in 27 hours. Um, however, they were short staffed, so the maintenance night manager, like he was like the maintenance engineer and like a night shift guy. He's in charge. He's the manager. He's like, Oh yeah, I'll handle it. Like no worries. Put that on my plate. Um, unfortunately it didn't go so well. So long story short of the 90 screws that kept the original windshield in place, um, a good amount were damaged. Like I think like 81 of them or something like it's a it's a pretty significant number of the screws were damaged from the tool that they used to remove them or from tightening them over time like they're old everything just needed to be updated yeah Yeah, everything um they were stripped so they needed to replace 
these screws. But when they initially looked, they didn't have the exact screws <clears throat> available, like available and ready to to put in place. So mm. he's like, no worries. I'll go check out like storage or whatever. I'll go check out like my toolbox in the maintenance shed. Yeah. And got a he, bunch of loose screws over here. Yeah, he's like, let's see. I have a whole. He's like, I have a junk drawer at my desk, and it has a bunch of screws in it. I'll go check that out. Um, so he goes <laughs> and he finds a bunch of screws, and and upon looking at them, they look like they're the same. Like they look the same size. Everything's mm-hmm. fine. So he grabs those. Um, he goes back. He puts on the um, screws. Everything he thinks is fine. Like he's putting them in, and it feels. Like, okay, yeah, this feels right. However, they were 0.66 millimeters smaller than the screws that he had taken out of the windshield. Um, uh. And while he should have, yeah, he should have been able to catch this mistake because actually the head of the screw was slightly smaller than the other ones. And he would have seen it when he finished putting it into the windshield compared to the old screws that he was able to use. Mm. They were just slightly smaller. They didn't sit like flush with the hole. They were like, there was a lot of room They're around like, them. Yeah. Oh yeah. no. But he, the, the hangar he was in was a really tight workspace cause it was raining. So like all the aircrafts, like everybody was inside working on stuff. So he wasn't able to use like a normal, like rolling stairwell or whatever he would use. He had to like MacGyver some scaffolding and so the angle at which he was, like, screwing this in, he couldn't see head on oh, no. that these were smaller. So that's the first thing. So now you're probably thinking, okay, but, like, wouldn't the 20,000-point quality check that, like, goes into every flight, you know, like, there's insane amount of, like, clipboards and quality assurance that happens with every single flight mm-hmm. that leaves the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, like, wouldn't that catch something like this? And the answer would be yes, normally. However, in this case, the maintenance person for, like, the maintenance person reviewing this quality check was also the shift manager who was the guy that just did all this work. Oh, no. So this he's, like, what checking happens. his own work. This is what happens when you're short-staffed. This is what happens when you're short-staffed and you don't have, like, proper regulations in place. And, like, there were... Mm. So my first thought was, like, why Why is the same man doing both jobs? It should be... You shouldn't be able to do that. You should have to swap with someone. You go check their work, they check yours, you know? Mm-hmm, like, this mm-hmm. should never happen. And apparently that was the way things operated on, quote-unquote, vital parts of the plane. But this... The, the windshield... Yeah, <laughs> Not considered vital. Not. Mm, mm -mm. I think it should be. Yeah. I think they changed that that policy. I think they did. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So ultimately, this was a failure of the maintenance engineer and but also like the QA system and process that they had Mm -hmm. in place because he was assigned to check his own work. Like that's a big fucking no, no. Yeah. And um, and yeah, he made some mistakes and the way he operated was not how he should have operated. Like he should have ordered those screws. Someone else should have given them to him Um, like that was a different department. And he was like, no, no, I'll just like go find some essentially, which was not the He's way like, to I've op- got a jar on my desk that yeah. has, uh, you know, a few fucking quid in it and uh, <laughs> some of these screws. I think they fit. Yeah. 
I'll, you know, I'll just pop on over to the local Home Depot and get some <laughs> the, the the local lowies and I'll get some <laughs> or whatever, however British people would say it, and I'll get some screws. It's also he oh he had like a third uh, opportunity to catch this because he did the work on he like did this exact same process for a different plane like literally hours later like during the next day before this other one took off he he replaced the exact same windshield on the exact same type of plane but someone had already preset his like workstation it's like he was a doctor so he had the right in. he had the right screws yeah. yeah like the scalpel you know is always set out yeah. for the doctor and like the gloves and stuff like all his stuff was already set out and so he Jesus. didn't it didn't even think about i guess it. um so when they do the in, these kind of like faa investigations um yeah. well it's different everywhere but uh yeah. i think it's pretty much across the board, like very, very, very in depth uh, when it comes to to any kind of flight uh, that has issues, uh, a catastrophic issue in flight. Um, they have to go through a very, very intensive investigative process. Oh. So they found the reason they like know exactly what happened. They found the screws on they found the ground. The, wind- the they found the. They found the 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 part windshield. the the windshield that had blown yeah. off. They found the screws, and they determined exactly, you know, the what the shortcomings of these screws were point six six millimeters, oh, um, because they found all of the debris from the yeah. plane, yeah, um, and they were able to find exactly who was on on, you know, duty yeah, that who night. Did the work this guy. Yeah. And this man, you know, he fucked up, but bless his heart, he was so devastated. He went to the pilot, to the captain's house to apologize in person. Oh. Um, and, of course, like, the pilot was, you know, after he got back from the hospital, like, he came over, this, like, this manager, you know, hat in hand, just totally devastated that this had happened um came to apologize in person to the the captain and and the captain was like uh yeah my wife had to wait no he was he was very gracious and and kind but uh his he's like yeah but my wife had to wait upstairs oh she was yes yeah 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 i mean it's one of those things where it's so hard, but you could see why he thought he was doing the right thing by just getting the work done. But mm-hmm. there's a reason that all these protocols are in place and why yeah. you have to go through the process that's established, especially for something like this. And honestly, like this, the the like courses of action that they took after this were that they fixed a lot of these like what i would call loopholes in Mm -hmm. the process Mm -hmm. um so that things like this wouldn't happen again Mm -hmm. you're like from this point on you weren't allowed to check your own work you you weren't allowed to um set your workstation like somebody else yeah this is why there's like you know chains of command and like hierarchy and you know process Mm -hmm. because yeah so that like nothing like that like it seems redundant and like very over the top, but like can't have this fucking shit happen again. No, it's wild. It, it has fucking, happened again. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, I didn't want to say, but it has. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so in 2018, on Sichuan Airlines flight 8633, with service to Lhasa Gonger Airport from Chongqing Jiangbei International Airport in China. I just butchered those. I apologize. Um, First Officer Shu was partially sucked out of the aircraft, even Mm. though he was wearing his fucking seatbelt. Again, they're wearing their seatbelts, although I guess Timothy wasn't wearing his seatbelt. He so he took his harness off. He had he had his lap belt, but his harness was off. So, okay, I don't know how much of a seatbelt officer she was wearing, but um, yeah, so. And and same thing happened, like got sucked out, um, but but got caught like in the uh, seatbelt, I think, uh, and didn't go all the way out. Um, and they had to do an emergency landing and, and whatnot. It was pretty much the same scenario. He got a little beat up. He sprained his wrist. He got like a shiner on his right uh, eye like he his head, you know, hit some shit on the way out. That was pretty much it. And then one of the flight attendants, uh, Xu Zhu. Yan Wen also suffered a wrist injury because they were trying to like help. Yeah. Mm. Um, But literally the entire remaining crew and the passengers remained unharmed physically. Wow. Mentally, all the harm. (laughs) All the harm. So much harm. Oh my God. I can't even. I don't know if I'd be able to fly again after something like this. I know. No, I. Oh my God. We'll, we'll have our final thoughts. I yeah. do want to say there's also incidents of explosive depressurization happening in the cabins. And there have been passengers that have been harmed and died from those events. Namely, two incidents in 2018 on Southwest flights. And normally I wouldn't call them out, but fuck them. Fuck Southwest. Not a yeah, fan. They're a Don't like them. Their yeah. fucking boarding process is absolute chaos. It's trash. I'm sorry. I can't pick a seat. I don't understand why. And you're going to charge me for all this shit. Like, uh, and also they're Southwest, trying to be this funny. this is America, okay? <laughs> Come on. I hate that they're an airline and they try to have a personality of a person. And not even no. that funny of a person. It's like, everybody, you're a fucking airline. You're a cheap-ass airline. Why don't you act like it? Well, they do. Okay. They that's do. Yeah, some yeah, cheap, that's that right. is some fucking yeah. budget-ass behavior. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> that is, you're giving budget. You're giving budget. Yeah, you're giving and we don't like fucking it. Spirit Airlines. <laughs> Stop. You're giving Spirit Airlines older sister who's maybe a little cuter, but still a whole fucking mess. Yeah. And we hate you. Yeah. Okay. Boo. Anyway. <laughs> tomato, tomato, boo. <laughs> um, You said you would never fly again, and that is my stance as well. Like, I don't think I could fly after something this traumatic bitch uh, i'm taking the train bitch i'm taking a fucking uh, a boat like i can't <laughs> it's so hard though because it's like having been through this you're statistically oh yeah I, maybe that it, maybe that's it maybe maybe that's where i would have to reframe it and be like you know what i almost went down on a plane like I'm good for the rest of my life. I'll buy six but lottery tickets, you? like you know. But I don't no, know. because because statistically, you you're you reset every flight. So technically, mm. that's not even true. Because remember the like person who survived the Titanic o- only to like go down on the Britannic or whatever, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. one of the sister ships. Mm-hmm. That shit, 
you'd think they'd be safe forever. And then they're like, I'm back on a boat. And then, well, bad. Well, anyway, okay, ca- Captain Timothy, um, back to him, today's hero. <laughs> Although, is he? No, he's not the hero. Alistair is probably the hero. This guy. Alistair and uh, Ogden. And the two I flight the two flight, the flight The flight attendant. All, all the, 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 all the, the entire crew. The whole just, working crew on that flight. Yeah. Um, he ended up going back to work less than six months later after this incident. Well, if you get like knocked out and you don't remember shit, then yeah, sure. And you got to make a living. <laughs> he remembered the like very first moments. Yeah. He just yeah. wasn't. I mean, Captain Tim. maybe that's not enough. Maybe, yeah, maybe he like remembered the very first moments, but then he remembered like the first flight attendant jumping, like leaping into action and grabbing his ankles and then he passed out. And so it's like a a positive memory, (laughs) I guess. And he ended up on the ground and alive. Um, Well, I I think the the flight attendant Ogden, who I, you know, have been quoting throughout. Yeah. The second one. The. The no, one the who, one like that, relieved the first one, right? No, the one, the main one that like was holding on to the captain, the very his like the very first flight attendant who grabbed on. Oh, okay. When, okay. Once he was relieved, he like he like went and sat down for a minute to like catch his oh, breath. Yeah, and like grabbed Sue Prince and was like, Kill "Holy me. fucking shit, the <laughs> captain's dead! Like this is we're going down, basically." Oh, like my God. and was like was like you know he was bloody and like sweating and grabbed her and was just like oh like hugged her in front of all the passengers and everybody's like holy fucking shit um and he was like and then he like and then he like got himself together and was like all right like gotta go like reassure the passengers and stuff and he's he said he remembers going to the back of the plane and seeing a man with a baby on his lap being like are we're gonna die aren't we and he's like, no, we're not. We're not going to die. It's okay. And he's like, I was lying through my teeth. Like, yeah, I know. Oh, my God. And then he said oh. when they landed, he just, he cracked a couple jokes and then he burst into tears. <laughs> like, that was his reaction. Oh, yeah. You know? And that probably happened for months after that. He, like, I just think, bursting into tears. I think he eventually had to, like, quit uh, yeah. because he had such gnarly ptsd from this uh this event um there is a very amazing there's a fantastic photo of all of them together in the hospital like yeah the entire crew of this flight um it's a great photo they're just like in the hospital room with the with the captain like gathered around his hospital bed and they're just like you know hugging each other and holding onto each other like you know, oh. you go so, go through this kind of trauma, and like it's it's a it bonds you. It bonds you, yeah. So. Yeah, but he he uh, he had to retire, I think, because of this. So, but yeah, Captain Tim, he is Cap- six months later back at it. He's like, I got roast, I got Sunday roast to put on the table. That's right, um, and I think he like worked until like two thousand eight. Yeah, pretty recently. Yeah. So yeah, he re- he retired in two thousand eight. No mm-hmm. more incidents. Mm-mm clean record after that uh no no butts in scenarios and he um yeah I mean we talked a little bit about this when we were bringing up this topic but like I feel like if anyone could go back to work it would be the captain just because they know so much about flying and are so comfortable with airplanes I think Mm -hmm. everyone else kind of working 
in that space, like the flight attendants and stuff, they just don't have the knowledge of like how things work. Maybe a little bit. I don't know mm-hmm. like how much training they get, but you know, they don't, they're yeah. not, they're not as savvy. And it's like, yeah, like I'm confident, you know, driving a car and like something happens in a car and it shakes you up, but then you're confident in driving a car. You've done it so much. Like, yeah, you know how a but car works. But statistically, that's worse. getting into a car accident is like way True. higher. So, so we should fly planes is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, but yeah. I don't know. I, I want to talk to my grandpa about this. My grandpa is a, um, oh, yeah. an aerospace, uh, like, um, consultant so i want to know if he knows about this incident and like what his take is on it and if i end up talking to him in the next like couple weeks i will report back um nice follow up with an update with a follow-up so i love it but yeah this story my god i my butthole was clenched the entire time i was reading about this and the fucking you know uh air traffic control log uh i just everything about it the re the reenactments even got me i can't believe he didn't break his back i can't believe he just like didn't like didn't go all the way out like it's a miracle i know absolutely and i can't believe this happened in 2018 almost exactly the same oh my god have we learned nothing 2018 come on Uh, yeah all right all right well it's pretty straightforward um you know what my biggest takeaway from this is Always keep your fucking seatbelts on, bitch. Oh. Uh, Listen. Por favor. You yeah. Know? <laughs> you know what? You know what fucking miffs me talking about this is all the shitty ass passengers who like can't follow the rules are complaining or whining like this is your transportation. Shut the fuck up. Sit this is a down. miracle that we're yeah. able to even have this fucking plane in the sky right now. First of all, you're getting to your, yeah. you know, your fucking shit ass destination, wherever yes. that may be, <sighs> in one piece. So yeah. sit down and shut the fuck up, Greg. <laughs> oh, my God. And act like you fucking been somewhere. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's other people on this plane. That passenger shaming Instagram account with all the fucking feet. If someone keep your put, fucking shoes on, okay. Keep your seatbelt on and your shoe your shoes on at all times. God. If damn I see it. anyone's Pete, I mean Pete, Pete. If I see anyone's feet on a plane ever, ever, I'm saying this right now. Moving forward, I'm gonna fucking stab it. I will find something sharp and I will I will use this fucking lip pen. I will st- I will stab it. I I won't even warn them. So don't have your naked feet around me on a plane, ma'am. I'm saying bring back shame, okay? We need to bring oh, shame. shame back into Passenger shaming. Shame. Shame. Yeah. Bring shame back into our culture. Bring it back into society. We need it, okay? People are developing immunity to it or something. <laughs> Something's going on. Something Truly. there's a potion, there's some sort of something that people are I'm doing. I'm casting spells to bring it back, okay? Yeah. I'm casting spells that people will feel the shame and I will purposely shame you. Oh, oh, planes are so dirty and people have their naked ass feet and they go in the bathroom. I've seen people in socks come out of the fucking bathroom and I'm like, there's just piss on the floor in here. There's not even floor. 
It's in that pissed. case, you know what? I'm happy to have the windscreen fly off and suck him out of the plane. <laughs> take Please, me. God. Please, Calgon, God. Calgon, take me away. Calgon, take me away. <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus. Oh, All right. Oh, my God. Hey, listen. I don't know. Just Everyone listening's probably the most chill people on airplanes. We don't have to worry about them. No. It's the people not listening. Yeah. Just know that. <laughs> That fucking windshield could fly off at any moment, and you don't want to be shoeless, okay? Oh my god, the worst! You don't want part your of- naked ass feet slapping people as you get sucked out of the fucking plane. You don't want your corns hitting old ladies on your way out. It's corn. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh okay. my god, the worst part of this story—I have to say it—is that the pilot's shirt got sucked off. I was like, this man's naked titties were out. We're out. (laughs) Those are some frostbitten tits. Yeah, his his tits and bits were frostbitten. Oh my God. He was frostbitten on those tittens. (laughs) Oh my God. I was like, no. Because I know how I would feel if my shirt got ripped off. Mortified. Yeah. I mean, this is like. 2022 and there's like a lady more lady pilots now than there has ever been before if this oh happened. no yeah like i don't want my 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 um you know brethren's titties out like come on <laughs> you're what my brethren's my lady my lady i'm not i'm not a lady pilot i don't they're not my brother you know what i mean i don't want my also they're not brethren isn't that a masculine i know is that like brother oh okay you're sl- slytherin in my <laughs> My clitterin. <laughs> Ooh, I love that because it's like a coven. Mm-hmm. I don't want members of my coven's tits out. I don't want members of my clitterin's tits out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, I love it. Oh, well, I don't know. That's it. Join I, that's my a- clitterin. We'll drink out of handmade goblets. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, all right. Well, <laughs> everybody just remain seated. Keep your seatbelts fastened at all times. And uh, yeah. keep your tray ta- tables up and your seats in their upright position mm-hmm. or whatever, however it goes. Um, and uh, follow us on social media. Ooh, at DTFU Podcasts, all the platforms. Um, go to our yeah. website, DTFUPodcast.com. Shoot Ooh. us a note. Send us a story. Uh, mm-hmm. a topic suggestion whatever oh, yeah. anything we love it yeah we just got some great stories it was like a rapid fire really um, yeah they're like oh hey, my god here's some stories and they were just like bam 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 and it was like oh my goodness it was very I love fun it. um go to oh, visit yeah. our patreon yeah go to our patreon it's patreon.com slash gtfu podcast uh we yeah. have all kinds of Tons, tons and tons of literal years of bonus content on there. If you are like reaching the end of your podcast listening experience, your binge, Mm -hmm. and you're like, I need more content, we have it on our Patreon. Okay, bitch, a lot. There's a lot. Oh, it's so much. I don't even know how much. It's It's raw and unfiltered. We're raw dogging it on our Patreon. Yeah, because it's behind a paywall. Yeah. We don't care. I had a cough attack. I choked in my spit. <laughs> Nicole didn't even fucking edit it out, on, edit our, it out. on our last bonus episode. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's short enough. I was it's like, uh, if it was like five minutes, I would cut it out. But it, it's 
it's hey we say we're raw mm-hmm. yeah That's right and i'm lazy it's raw like poor captain tim's titties oh my god it's raw like poor <laughs> captain Tim tim's nips oh, oh after those 400 per mile winds and that little jack frost nibbling at your nips <laughs> tis the season all oh right god. all right you guys stay excellent to each to yourselves <laughs> and each other you know and yourselves okay and yourselves and each other everybody just god damn it don't be weird. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.